Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey ladies, happy Monday. Welcome to the podcast. It's your girl, Breed, from Fruit Breed. So today is a big one, actually. It's the first time that I'm having a client on the podcast as a guest. So about like three or four weeks ago, actually, I put out a story on Instagram asking you guys what you wanted to see more of, what improvements or things that you wanted different about my account. And about three of you were like, oh, can we hear from your clients, like from their stories? And that was something I'd actually been wanting to do for a while because obviously it's cool to hear it from me, but to hear it straight from the source is way more impactful. You guys can actually seriously relate to them because they're so much closer to where you're at and just hear it, hear how the program went for them basically. So this client, Anna, she was 17 when she first started working with me and she did my one-to-one program. So at the time it was a 12-week program. It's now a 16-week program, but We essentially, we worked together for 12 weeks. We had an hour together each week and we saw an amazing transformation. You'll hear all about it straight from Anna in a second. She'll go through her journey, what it was like, you know, before she reached out for help, why she reached out for help, what the program was like, what helped her most and what life's like for her now and so much more. But Yeah, you guys are going to love it. And one tiny thing I've got to add to this conversation that we forgot to mention and we kind of laughed about it after we finished recording, but one of the things that helped her most was her using this concept of the higher self, sort of envisioning your best self, who's most aligned with your real goals and is really loving and wants what's best for you. So she would use that concept a lot in in difficult moments and to just keep pushing towards, you know, where she wanted to be. And I remember there was one time we did a meditation and it was sort of imagining her higher self giving her a pep talk and just comforting her about uh, a situation. And after it, she brought up the fact that her higher self spoke to her in like a Beyonce voice. (laughs) And I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. Like, I love to see how after meditation, because they can be quite visual and open to like your imagination going different ways. So it's always cool to see how clients like after the meditation, they describe what came up for them and how they imagined it. So I just love that. I love like her higher self has a Beyonce voice. It's amazing. (laughs) But anyway, without further ado, let's hop into this conversation with Anna. And I hope you guys really, really enjoy it. Let's get into it. Welcome, Anna, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. You're actually my very first like client guest on the show, so it's gonna be really cool to wow. like hear your story, but also for I think other people to hear this story. So it's very exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here too. So. Awesome. Yeah. So how about briefly introduce yourself, and then we'll hop into some quick fire questions. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Anna, um, and I just turned 18, like, last week. Um, I'm in my last year of secondary school, so A-levels this year. Um, I'm a dancer and musician, and I've basically been kind of obsessed with food and body for, like, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So it's been, like, a very long journey but we can hop into that later (laughs) yeah I didn't know you're a musician what do you play oh so I play trumpet and piano and I'm a singer as well (laughs) oh my god that's so cool wow yes yeah amazing (laughs) cool okay well welcome so let's do the the quick fire to loosen us up and Mm -hmm. let people (laughs) know some random things about you as well Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If you had a Halloween party, I don't know if you're having a Halloween party or what, but what would be your outfit this year? Ooh. Um, do you know what I was thinking about this? Um, you may not have seen the show Glee, but mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go as a Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> like in the cheerleader costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love yeah, that. So that would be it. <laughs> I literally so did a cheerleader costume last year. No way! <laughs> okay, great minds think alike. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, favorite way to pamper yourself? Ooh, I am obsessed with painting my nails. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's more than a, an obsession. Like if I don't have my nails painted, like I just can't go out in public. <laughs> so yeah, definitely that. love it do you do like nail art or just simple no just I can't (laughs) I just normal colors just you know (laughs) yeah fair enough no nail art is probably pretty pretty tough to also do on yourself (laughs) Mm, yeah I can't take that risk (laughs) no okay what makes you most happy a lot of things um uh like I mentioned before I'm a dancer Mm -hmm. and that feeling of just like expressing myself to the music um and being with my friends Mm -hmm. it's yeah I can't describe it it's such a great feeling um definitely one of my favorite feelings I love that it's so like simple but wholesome and Mm. yeah that's awesome (laughs) okay dream travel destination um I really, really want to spend Christmas in New York mm-hmm. at some point. Um, hopefully we can go soon. <laughs> um, or Bali, like completely different. But mm-hmm. I just have like dreams of doing like yoga, <laughs> like by a water fountain or something. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like New York Christmas is iconic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I bet we like romanticize it. It's probably like <laughs> not that great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Favorite song at the moment. Um, I'm kind of vibing with Dua Lipa at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like levitating, but also like you can always find me listening to Queen. Like Queen mm-hmm. is just the best. So awesome yeah cool. <laughs> amazing um cats or dogs I have both that's hard <laughs> um 
probably a dog person though. They're just they're just so cute. <laughs> they just, are. Yeah. They are I indeed. Feel like, yeah. I feel like they're your friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so. last question. Celeb <laughs> crush. <laughs> um I've always liked Ed Westwick. Mm-hmm. Like Chuck from Gossip Girl. Yeah. Um and my friend's gonna kill me for saying this because it's her celebrity crush as well. But Timothy Chalamet. Oh my god, you know, I keep seeing people mention him on TikTok, yeah. like as their crush. I didn't know who he was, but now I know who he is. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. <laughs> like but yeah. He's, he's quite good looking. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Okay. So quick fire done. You've survived it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do this. So let's rewind back way before you did the one-to-one program. Share with us your food and body journey, what it looked like up until the point where you decided I need to like sort this out. I need help. Okay. So I've always felt like I've struggled with disordered eating um, and kind of had orthorexic tendencies. So I've always been obsessed with clean eating Mm -hmm. or I've always been wanting to be on a diet and been obsessed with weight loss. Um, I've constantly compared my sister, compared myself to my sister and my friends like all the time. And Mm -hmm. I can remember like since primary school, I've always been looking to change how I look um and so I think I've always kind of had a restriction binge cycle but I just haven't been very aware of it Mm -hmm. um and then it was about two years ago I had some exams coming up um and you know how it is like you get really stressed um things like happen um and I kind of got into a restrict binge cycle um Mm -hmm. but then it kind of morphed into bulimia um and I ended up kind of like binging and purging um but then it came like I'd finished my exams um and it came to the summer holidays and you know I was just kind of enjoying myself like comparing myself less I was only with my family um things kind of settled down and then we hit the new school year and for me I was like right this is my last chance like I'm gonna be healthy like finally I'm going to lose the weight that I've always wanted to, which is like the same thing that I'd been telling myself like all these years. Yeah. Um, And this clean eating then turned into really heavy restriction. Um, And I ended up with atypical anorexia, which Mm -hmm. is basically where your BMI like isn't low enough to be qualified as normal anorexia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went to this clinic for it. Um, But my head really wasn't in recovery. Um, so I like convinced everybody that I was better um, mm. when it really just got worse. Um, and like my life was just falling apart really. Um, so I tried to turn it around like myself without telling anyone. And when I tried to recover, then I started binging. And that's when I got into the binge restrict cycle. And this basically carried on for like a whole year. Um, and there were a few times where I would I would come across Breed's account and I'd kind of ask for advice because like I was kind of I kind of wanted to recover but I was also so addicted to my eating disorder that 
I could never fully commit until things um, got so bad. Like I know during lockdown, everyone found it super hard. And I think like that was the time where I was binging every day. I didn't really have a social life. I quit dance and I was skipping school and I basically wouldn't let anyone see me because I was too ashamed of my body. Um, and I just, I didn't open up um, to anyone about this. And I was like, I can't continue like this basically. Um, so that's when I reached out to Breed and I was like, I'm ready, like I need to do this now because I can't carry on like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember that day. I, I literally remember where I was sitting. <laughs> Because I remember you being like, you were literally one of the OGs on my account, actually, like way back. And like you were, because they're like quite a lot of people who DM me over the months that I, I like know them. And you were one of the people who I was like, okay, I, I know that girl. And then you were like, out of nowhere, like, boom, I think it's time. Like, I want to do this. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I think it's so true. Like, like you said, like, you have to have your head in the game, like actually really fully wanting it. Cause like you literally yeah. went to a clinic where it's like intense, the sole purpose is to help you. And you were just like, not in it. So it's like, yeah. no matter where you go, who you ask for help from, if you don't want to help yourself, nothing's going to change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you reached out for help. You were ready for the help. Share with us what the program was like for you what did the the journey look like okay so when I started um it was so scary um because it's just it was going against everything I'd trained myself to do for like my whole life um so it was like really hard to start like listening to my body when I've ignored it for so long um but at the same time, like, it was so nice to have someone like Breed who understands me and has, like, basically just wants and, yeah, they want me to recover and they're going to be with me every step of the way. And that was just, like, such a confidence boost and, like, a safety net to fall back on. Um, I did find, like, I found it super hard being with friends and family who were often said like slightly triggering things Mm -hmm. um especially um going back to dance that was like one of the things I found the hardest I found it super triggering to like see pictures of my body like look in the mirror and things um so that was probably one of the harder parts but like again going back to dance was one of my biggest motivators um and obviously it's going to be hard at first, but the more I did it, it just felt so much more amazing. And I've really wanted to do well at school. Um, I needed to fix my relationships with my friends. So it was like definitely really difficult, but I had those motivators and mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just pushed for it and made it happen. You did, you did. Yeah, <laughs> I always feel like, I feel like your motivation to go back to dance was probably one of the things that helped you most get to where you wanted to get to even the whole idea of like to be an amazing ballet dancer you have to be strong and like have the energy which you didn't have when you were restricting so much right yeah definitely Mm -hmm. what do you feel like was the best part of you taking part in the one-to-one program 
um connecting with myself it was Mm -hmm. like such a huge thing for me because that's something which I've always just put aside not prioritized at all um and I think I really like began to find myself again and I hadn't seen that part of me for literally years um I haven't felt like myself for a long time and being able to see that part of me again was like it showed me hope that I can do the things which I really want um and being able to like it was about seven weeks into the um course I went back to dance um I started seeing my friends again and that was literally like it felt life-changing because I had missed it so much um oh yeah I didn't mention that but I did take a, a short break from dance to basically heal my relationship with exercise mm-hmm. um, and my body um, and just being able to go back and enjoy it was so amazing um, and it just made me realize like this is why I'm doing it and it really just makes you think like why was I even not allowing myself to have this in the first place um, mm-hmm. so it was like really insightful um, and just other things like being able to spend time with friends, doing well at school finally, like rebuilding my relationships and enjoying food and not feeling guilty is just one of the best parts of mm-hmm. the journey. For sure. Yeah. It's so interesting because it's like we come into it being like, I just want to fix my food thing, you know, just like stop binging, stop doing that. And then you realize that it's so much broader than that. Like, what's holding you back around food is also affecting you in your social life, your school or like work yeah. life and the things that you love. It's, it's like, you, yeah, it's just like you're holding yourself back from all the things that you really desire. And for some reason we think I can't have those things until I'm like, I look like this and it's just reserved for that moment that we're always reaching for and it might never come. And then we're just like, it, the the beauty is like when you realize for example like I actually get to have all of this right now like I get to enjoy dance there's no reason why I can't yeah I think like during my recovery journey it was so ingrained in my mind like when I reach this weight like my life is going to be perfect like I'm going to have all my all these friends like I'm going to have a really good social life like I'm going to be able to wear whatever I want but like it is literally the opposite of that and I think for me, like I had to get to like such a low point to realize that, but I don't think it's like that for everyone. Um, and it just really, really puts it into perspective. Like when you're in, you're able to enjoy all of those things and have a healthy relationship with food and body, like it's just insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting that you say like, oh, it had to get to this low point. I think that's the the case for a lot of people. Like you have to reach your pain threshold where it's like, actually, this is not working anymore. Like something has to change. Yeah, because that was the the same point for me where it was my choice to recover instead of everyone else like putting Mm. this pressure on me. Um, And that's where like I I started putting in the hard work. I was chasing the goals. Um, And that's where the change like, started to happen so Mm -hmm. that is really important like you you won't get very far unless you want it and you need it Mm -hmm. so true 
so true so tell us what does life look like for you now um so I'm literally just loving life right now <laughs> like it's so it sounds so cringy but I'm just appreciating like every little thing um especially because like when you're really when I was really in the binge and restrict cycle it was like I didn't appreciate anything like all I cared about was when am I gonna eat like I just want to eat this so I just disregarded everything else important in my life and now being able to enjoy all of that is really really cool um I'm doing really well at school and dance which was like my one of my huge motivators what I really wanted for my future um so that's yeah um I'm really enjoying dance um and I've just kind of started to focus on me being a good dancer rather than what my body looks like um and that's definitely something which has helped change my mindset um around food and body when it comes to my dance classes Mm -hmm. um and I actually have a couple of ballet exams lined up and I feel super prepared for them um and like I used to think okay I've got this ballet exam I'm gonna have to lose this amount of weight until the exam but I've really just started to look for parts of my dancing which make me stand out like talent or hard work wise so if my teacher will compliment me or something I will be like that's because my I will say in my head like that this is because I'm a good dancer like it's got nothing to do with my mm-hmm. how, how I look and it it just really really helps to have that in the back of my head um also I'm working towards some big music exams this year um and one really big thing which I've noticed in my life is I've started to help other people who are struggling. Um, I sent something, well, I put something on my Instagram the other day, which was basically like a short snippet into my story with an eating disorder. And I got so much positive feedback from it. Um, and it was just so lovely to see other people reaching out and they were asking for advice and things and I was able to give it to them which just felt amazing um and also I I unfortunately I have a lot of friends who are going through similar things um and just being able to talk to them share experiences and share advice is one of the things one of the number one reasons why I did this and it's yeah it's just amazing um so that's made me want to help a lot of other people in the future um and just the last couple of things um I've noticed I'm so much more sociable right now um like I can eat and drink with my friends like I haven't until a couple of weeks ago I hadn't had an alcoholic drink in like a year and just being able to do that with my friends was so much fun like I didn't think about my body once when I was with them and I literally had the best time ever um and like I mentioned earlier went into adulthood last week (laughs) and I've I'm just going in with a smile on my face like I'm just so excited and I'm bringing like a hard-working attitude and I'm just super content at the moment I think that's just the only good word to describe well not the only but like you know the most relevant word yeah 
Oh my god, I'm just like smiling hearing all of this. It's so cool to see a transformation. <laughs> Honestly, it's like amazing. So cool. Um, it's so interesting. Like you say, like um, with ballet, where where you before you might be like, oh, it's because of my body that your your teacher would say a positive or negative mm-hmm. comment, and now it's like it's because me. I think that yeah. translates or like transcends to other areas for other people so like I know a big thing with other women I work with is like if a guy is complimenting another girl they'll be like oh it's because of her body but the shift you want to make is like no it's because of her energy her confidence her whatever so like with you same with Valley it's like no it's because of you as a dancer you know yeah and like I've realized um like if I'm looking at dancers I only notice their like how good of a dancer they are like I never would judge somebody based on what they look like so why do I think that everyone else is doing that to me and it's the same with like people like if I was looking at a guy or a girl like I wouldn't be attracted to how they look I'd be attracted to their personality so Mm -hmm. it's just like when you start realizing things like that it's just a huge wake-up call Mm. so true so true um I love how you're helping other girls now, like your friends and stuff and like having that openness and everything. Cause I can only imagine how relieving it would be for them too, to be able to like talk openly about it with someone who they can now see as been able to get out of it. And it's in like such a good place must be, you must be like a beacon of hope for them. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, like when I found out that, a couple of my friends were going through this whilst I was also going through this I had so much like empathy and sympathy and I was like it like first of all like it it makes me sad that Mm -hmm. other people are going through this so that just pushes me to work harder at it and to get through this and also like one thing which really motivated me was if if I can't if I'm not well how am I supposed to help other people And I've always felt a drive for needing to help people and caring for people. And it's it's just something which I feel like I have to do. Um, So if people, if anyone comes to me with an issue, like I'm like, I I need to help them now. Um, And it like, I, I would like to think that it helps them in some way. Just how like talking to my friends has helped me. So if I can have even the smallest impact on one person like it would literally mean the world for sure oh my god I'm sure it's more than the smallest impact I'm sure it's a a big impact (laughs) I was actually thinking when you were saying that because like you're so driven to help people because I even remember during the one-to-ones there were a few times where you had conversations with people openly about or like helped other friends and you were you were smiling so much (laughs) like the fact that you got to open up and like talk to someone about it and help them and I was like oh my god just now I was thinking I wonder do you know that personality quiz the Myers-Briggs it's the one where like it's like the INFJ ENTP whatever yeah I have it somewhere hold on (laughs) it's like did you do it recently um I think I did it and my friend wrote it down for me um she gave me this amazing birthday present which was basically like um 
oh, how do I describe it? It was just like a, a kind of like a <laughs> character log of me. So it yeah. was like all my characteristics and things. And she wrote it on there. And I can't remember what it is, but I remember that it's the entertainer, I think. The entertainer. Interesting. <laughs> because like, I was bringing it up because I was like, I know there's some that are like, I don't know, the like the helper or whatever. I don't know. But the word is, I was like wondering if you were one of those ones. That would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely like, it starts with an E, but that's all I know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> cool. cool, cool. Well, anyway, I'm sure you're going to help so many people. I feel like I can just see it in you. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway. I love you moving on so what do you think were the five three to five let's say key tools that helped you um really like change the game for you so like throughout the program things that you learned and applied that were game changing before we go on i just wanted to jump in and let you know about something that could really really help you out So if you've been loving these episodes and all of the tips and it's been super helpful, but you just need a bit more structure and direction, then check out my 30 day reboot course. It's an online course, so you can literally start today, 30 days of content. So each day you get new content in written form, video form or audio, just to keep it nice and fresh. The content is exactly the same as what I go through in one-to-ones. So it's amazing value for money. You get some lovely audio meditations along the way as well. And we have a Facebook group, so you know you're not alone. There are plenty of others in there. So if you are sick of waiting around and want your life back, you're so ready to kick binge eating out of your life and return to that relaxed, confident, happy version of you that you know is in there deep down inside, then this course is literally made for you. And best of all, it's just the price of a trip to Zara or Topshop, but it is worth so much more than that. It's eye-opening and life-changing, as one past alumni put it. So if that sounds good to you, head over to my website to sign up today, or just scroll down to the show notes. I'll pop a link in there too. All right, let's get back into today's episode. Okay, so this is one of the first things that we touched on, and it was safety. And I basically just use that throughout the entire course. Um, So it basically stems from realizing that I can bring myself back to safety when my brain like gets triggered and freaks out and things. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what helped me with that is slow breathing was a huge thing for me. Like if I was in a triggered state, I would just sit back, try like a few counts of six just even box breathing um mm-hmm. or just slow breathing um just help me like become aware of this situation um and like just rationalize my thoughts um so that was definitely a huge thing mm-hmm. um the second thing was changing my beliefs um this is something which i still think about all the time because I'm still on my journey and Mm -hmm. it is just I feel like it's super relevant right now um so basically like when I was in my eating disorder it was it was formed from all of these beliefs like 
I think I will be a better dancer if I have this type of body. Mm-hmm. And one thing which really helped get out of that mindset was changing these beliefs and thinking of things which counteract that belief. So there's actually this one girl um, who I can always think of at the top of my head who she just rocks. Like she has the coolest personality. She's absolutely hilarious. And she's not what I would think like automatically as like perfect in Mm -hmm. society. Like she doesn't have what I would say is the perfect body Mm -hmm. or the perfect figure, but like that's the kind of person I want to be around because she has the most amazing confident energy and she's just so inspiring. So seeing that in real life basically helped change my beliefs. Um, And so like if, if I get, thoughts or what I call eating disorder thoughts Mm -hmm. then I will try and picture this girl because she really just gives me like that spark of hope and confidence in myself um another thing was picturing my life from the higher self and we did a lot of work on the higher self um Mm -hmm. and I do this every day still um oh that's so cool yeah (laughs) I've like got 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 the hang the swing of things now (laughs) um and it's basically it basically just comes down to realizing that like when I'm picturing myself as what I would see as my ideal self Mm -hmm. like these thoughts are already in me and it's like I can literally transform my life if I just have this mindset and it's already inside me so I just need to dig a bit deeper for them and like peel back all of the layers to reach these and like sustain these throughout my life mm-hmm. um another thing was visualizing my child self um so like I said before I've kind of throughout my entire life wanted to lose weight um and visualizing that part of me was definitely like really hard because it was emotional like Nobody should have to go through that as a child. Um, but if I if I thought about the person who I could be now, um, I, I kind of felt like I could be the person who was never there for my child self. Um, and it was it was just such a big motivation because I felt like I was becoming the person who I needed as a child. And it was like, if I can do this, for myself like I can do this for so many other people and it was yeah just huge motivator mm-hmm. um and the last thing was writing a letter to my future self <laughs> um Breed knows that <laughs> I lost my letter for like months <laughs> um and yeah <laughs> there was a lot of drama to do with that <laughs> I did find it in the end um and so I basically just wrote down um a letter as the higher self to my past self saying like these parts of my life are really great right now talking about however things developing um and when I found those letters went for when they were meant to be written in this probably isn't making any sense (laughs) but um (laughs) when I read through these letters it made me realise how far I'd come and what I was capable of because I never thought that I would have these 
like actually have these feelings um of achievement and things but like it it just makes you realize how they are in you you just have to work hard at it hard at it and mm-hmm. find them and like it just really makes you feel proud and worthy and it was it just drove me to carry on and improve and just work more on my recovery journey so incredible so incredible <laughs> going back to the first one like the breathing so yeah. simple but I swear so many people I work with that's like one of the the key things that helps yeah. it's insane and I even remember that time where you were like I think you went to Wagamama with your friends and you had a bit like got a bit triggered with the the food or something and then you you went to the bathroom and things were going downhill and a friend went with you and you instigated like oh let's breathe together and I was like yeah. oh my god who is this girl <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was actually at a friend's house and we got Wagamama takeaway. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were close, it's all right, I'll let you off. <laughs> um, and we got takeaway and I went to the bathroom and, like, my friend who who has kind of experienced the same thing or, like, similar troubles with eating, she kind of caught on and followed me and she knew what was going on and we basically just like hugged it out <laughs> and I was like I think I'm just gonna I, I need to do something to get out this mindset right now so I was like can we just do some breathing and we just lay on like this bed <laughs> and just did some box breathing and I honestly felt so much like calmer and I just went back out to all my other friends like feeling so much better like ready to carry on like partying (laughs) um and yeah it was just a big weight off my shoulders amazing amazing and yeah the higher self you brought up such a good point like so in case it wasn't clear how Anna described it (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) I don't know maybe it is but I'll I'll just clarify in case (laughs) basically at the start at the start of the program you write this letter as if it's you at the end of the program. So this this amazing, you know, new and improved version of you is like, hey, this is what life is like now. It's so amazing. I'm relaxed around food. I love my body, all that stuff. So at first, when you write it, it feels like, oh, this is not going to happen. Like, this is just a dream. You know, it's not real. I'm just writing it because Brie told me to write it. <laughs> but then you you actually start to realize like, everything that you kind of, you know, quote unquote, dreamt up is already within you. Like you can do all those things, but so rarely do we like actually stop and write it out and really like set that vision and then work at it like every day for three months. That's when you realize, oh, actually it was all in there. And as you said, just like peel back all the layers, all those beliefs that were holding you back and the negative self-talk and all that stuff. Amazing. So cool. Okay, so going back to like your dancing career, because I know it's a focal point of us working together. And also I know there, there are so many dancers out there who have similar kind of issues come up. I've, I've worked with actually like a few others where like when they were younger and they did ballet and stuff and kind of, I think it's quite body centric and I think it's, yeah. there's a lot of pressure. Um, tell us what it's like and like the shifts you've made over the past few months around dancing. 
Okay, so unfortunately it is like very common for dancers to have eating disorders and it's I mean, you're constantly like looking at yourself in the mirror, comparing yourself to others, being criticized for mm. what you're doing and your body. Um and I think a lot of us are perfectionists, so like we want to do all we can to change ourselves so that we're the best. Um so it like it is tough for a lot of people, but there is a way out. Um and for me that was taking a break from dance um it was only like six months no not six months six weeks (laughs) um but like before I was doing a lot of exercise and it came to the point where I was doing it solely to burn calories and I just completely fell out of love with it um I was going there feeling awful like I wouldn't go after a binge because I was like oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me, like I look so horrible right now. Mm -hmm. But um, just taking that break, really, it like made me crave it after a while because I hadn't done it for so long. I was like, I really, really want to be back and I want to be in a good place. So it made me work harder at my recovery journey Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to see my friends, start moving again. Um, And like going back was, it was really hard. I'm not going to lie. I was still in the place where I didn't fully like my body um, and there was one occasion where we were taking some dance pictures um, and when I saw these photos I was like oh my gosh like is that what I look like this this can't be happening I mm-hmm. need to go back to restricting again like this is horrible um, but then I spoke to a friend about it um, and I really, like, I realised how much I'd be giving up, like, how far I'd already come in this journey. I can't just turn back now, because I've already gained so much from putting in this hard work and going on this journey that it there, it wasn't an option to stop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did kind of used to think, like, I said it earlier, but I'd have to lose weight if I wanted to do an exam or a show or something. Um, but when I started focusing on my talent and my hard work, it it was just like I was I was focusing on completely different things, and it just made me enjoy it so much more. Um, and also, one thing I focused on the praise which I got from my dance teacher. So, if I got a correction or something, or like a positive compliment, I would it. I would only, I would, I would kind of, I would stop acknowledging, um, I'm not saying this very well, <laughs> I would basically, what she'd say, I'd take it as a positive and I wouldn't connect it to how my body was looking. So if mm-hmm. she was like, wow, like you're looking super flexible or something, I'd be like, thank you so much. Like I've been working really hard on it instead of saying like oh but it would be so much better if I was like skinny or something Mm. so I like completely changed my mindset um throughout like changing my beliefs basically um so I no longer criticize my body um whilst I'm dancing and that has just made me enjoy it again and it is so much so much more peaceful so much more enjoyable amazing amazing (laughs) I was actually going to ask um 
what do you feel like I guess you kind of touched on it there but like what do you feel like helped you most with moving towards more body acceptance um one thing I found really like triggering was looking at pictures of myself and my body um so when I stopped doing that and um if I if I did catch myself like body checking in the mirror or something um one thing you taught me was to like close my eyes and imagine this fear which my body is feeling um and to like hold it in my hand and just like look down at it and realize like it's below me um and I I can let go of it if I want to um so basically whenever I was feeling like this I'd have that analogy um and I'd just it would kind of clear my head and then I could just go back into the situation feeling more positive mm-hmm. um and it it is unfortunate like a lot of dancers go through this but yeah I just want to like stress that there there is a light at the end of the tunnel definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely I also remember towards the end of working together like with the looking in the mirror thing you also yeah. said um you're almost like making it like a routine to look in the mirror and see the things that you liked and even like yeah. do a little dance or like smile yeah. at yourself <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely like <laughs> I find it so much fun just dancing and stuff like even if it's it's not like serious like if I just put on music and just start dancing around mm-hmm. it makes me happy so why would I not want to bring that happiness in into my life more so I did start doing a thing where if I come by a mirror and I see like if I do catch myself pointing out something negative I'll I'll like try and dance it off like it's it's easier said than done but I got into a routine where I'd start thinking of more positive things than negative things um do a little dance (laughs) and I just I get used to it and it just feels better now yeah I love that I can just imagine because <laughs> I kind of do that a little bit sometimes too yeah. I'm like hey girl what's up <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like it's so easy for the the negative things to pop in automatically and take hold and like make the whole thing a total downer but then when yeah. we bring like consciousness to it and be like hang on a second I don't have to latch onto that thought like I can think something else. I can make this a positive, rewarding experience and not a negative one. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's like, it's something that when you do it consistently over time, it really helps. Yeah, definitely. Okie doke. So I know you've recently made some big decisions regarding your future. Tell us. Yeah. Um, So as I said earlier, I'm taking my A-levels at the end of this year. Um, And... I decided next year I'm going to go to university, I hope, <laughs> and I've actually decided to take this journey and put it towards something, and I'd really like to either become a dietitian or work with people with eating disorders, so I have decided to study nutrition and dietetics at university. And then hopefully take a postgraduate certificate in clinical nutrition and eating disorders. Um, 
because I just really feel this drive and need to help other people um and also if if I'm not fully committed to this my other option is auditioning for a dance school which I'm not sure if I know if I mentioned but <laughs> no no this is news to me that's so yeah. cool <laughs> so I've got a couple of dance schools in mind um and I am slightly nervous because I haven't fully healed my food and body relationship and I know like there there will be triggering things but then again I am already living in a situation where there are triggering things in mm-hmm. my life and I have come this far that like I know I'll be able to deal with it if I do go on to study dance um and yeah so I, I know I used to think that my worth was dependent on my body mm-hmm. but now I know that it's so much more um that I think I'm strong enough to go to dance school if I want to so it's either helping people with eating disorders or dancing so cool so cool I think also like you saying um yeah there'll be triggers in dance school but there also are right now mm-hmm. is so important for people to realize like some people want to avoid all the triggers and just be like oh my god this is triggering that's triggering let me just like shut it down but when you face the triggers you're going to learn so much about yourself because all of them just they're like a mirror to like something that's internal that needs to be dealt with and then that Mm -hmm. just it's just like all these opportunities to just improve yourself and grow and get stronger that's so So. true yeah cool I'm excited to see which way you go I feel like you'll do amazing either way (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep you posted yes 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 okay so there are so many women out there struggling just like you who feel like you know they're so alone in it so hopeless such a dark place as you know what would you say to them what's like the key advice um firstly realizing you're not alone like it's everyone says it um but it is so hard to come to terms with um and also trust the process was something which I just latched onto mm-hmm. throughout the whole journey because at the beginning you're feeling so hopeless and you're like, this is not going to work. Like you try it and it's like, this is even worse than what I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. it's, it just seems like it's not going to work out. But if you really, you like, you just have to remember why you started in the first place. Like remember your goals, your motivation, like what you want your future to look like and it's it will it will happen for you um also one thing I found really helpful was following other people's journeys um so I actually made this recovery account on Instagram um and I basically I found this community of people who were going through the same thing and it was just the support which I got from it was insane like I didn't expect it at all and just realizing how much other how many other people went through the same thing and could help me and had already been through it had already had the answers it was just so yeah it was lovely and it's not for everyone but it's just one small thing which helped me a lot Mm -hmm. um and yeah like I said just focusing on your goals and imagining how your life could be, how you'd like it to look, like realizing that's what you can have. 
motivational speaker right here. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so tell us, how do you plan to continue taking care of yourself going forward? Because obviously, as you, you mentioned at one point, like, you know, you're still on the journey, right? Yes. Um, so I did say that I've kind of been visualizing my life from the higher self mm-hmm. most days. Um, so I try and do like a little little meditation every day, even if it's just a couple of minutes mm-hmm. when I wake up or like when I'm on the bus or something, just like random times. I just try to get in tune with myself and my thoughts. Um, I become aware of my thoughts. And if I am thinking of maybe like, oh, this girl looks a certain way, maybe I should do this or any kind of triggering thought, then... I'll try and catch the thoughts, like I'll become aware of them. I'll either talk about it or ask for help if I need um, and try and like get out of that mindset. And sometimes like I'd love to just go back to doing the things I enjoy because I know that's going to help me get through it. So like if I am feeling this way, maybe I'll take a dance class or just do some dance for myself listen to music just bring myself back to the things which I know I enjoy and I know relax me and calm me um so yeah I definitely I'm gonna do that um and continuing to help other people because like as I keep saying (laughs) my biggest biggest motivation is helping other people um when I was like (laughs) Oh yeah, when I mentioned earlier that time where I received these photos of me dancing and mm-hmm. I was like completely panicked, I spoke to this girl on the phone and one thing she said to me really stuck with me and it was, if if you're unwell, how do you expect to help others? Like if you can't help yourself, there's no way you're going to help others and that has just stuck with me and I just know like I'm going to have to... I, I, I need to continue this otherwise I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do in the future so I just keep that in the back of my head and it's mm-hmm. just really really helpful hell yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> everything you've said like I keep wanting to say this thing that I'm about to say but I've been like holding it in because I'm waiting till the end but I just want to say like I feel like you as an 18 year old are like years ahead of <laughs> most 18 year olds like if I look at me when I was 18 if I was like you know visualizing my higher self and doing breath work and meditations I'm like what (laughs) okay I've got two things to say about that first thing is like I think one of the reasons is because I've had this like struggle throughout my entire life already so like I'm so used to it Mm, Um, so true anymore though because it's changing (laughs) but also like it's really weird but since I turned 18 last week I've noticed myself like dressing different like I'm I'm like right I'm an adult now like I need to be like a boss babe so (laughs) I'm like wearing like blazers and stuff and it honestly like makes me feel so cool right (laughs) I just like strut the streets (laughs) yeah I feel like my attitude to life has changed (laughs) I love that because I remember in your your letter from your higher self, your future self, the thing was like, I want to dress sassy and confident. I feel like you're doing that now. 
<laughs> yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm. It's a good change, you know. It's making me feel good. <laughs> oh yeah, amazing. Well, it's been such a joy and a pleasure to have you here as the first yeah. client, as a guest on the podcast. It's been so cool. Um, yeah. Tell us then. So, if anyone wants to, I guess, follow your recovery account or wherever just tell us where you can find people where people can find you (laughs) sure so my recovery instagram account is anna's ed recovery um so yeah i post quite a lot of stuff on there about just like everyday issues and stuff um and yeah if you can request to follow my private account if you want as well on that account and beautiful i'll pop a link uh in the show notes so people can find you easily yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you so much Anna for taking the time to be here (laughs) no thank you for having me I've really enjoyed talking about all this awesome thanks see ya and that's the scoop for today I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life if you took something from this episode it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life change someone's day change their mood or even their life be that person i know i love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes it just shows me that she's really thinking of me and wants to help me elevate my life alongside her as always feel free to dm me on instagram at at free with breed i'm always open to feedback so let me know what you want me to speak about what you love, what you want less of. This podcast is for you after all. Last but not least, here's how to win a one hour, one to one session with me. Enter my monthly draw by sharing this episode or any of the episodes you've enjoyed, whether it's on your stories or on a post and just make sure to tag me at Free With Breed. Simple as that. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you next time.